Hey, this is Eric Olivares, pastor at Axios Church in Lakeland, Florida, and this is our podcast. Axios' mission is to point people to Jesus so they can find worth and purpose in God. We hope this message encourages you and uplifts you throughout your week. Enjoy the message. As we go into week four of Built to Last here on in Axio, at Axios. So we're going to be going to, like you said, two core values that we're going to be really applying to it. And I, I really want us to really engage here because, man, I really believe these two core values, not, not they're the best ones that we have, but they're really the most effective ones that is to the core of who we are as, as a church. And um, so the first one we're going to be talking about today is simple is our approach. Simple is our approach. We kind of threw this in the middle of all our core values, and we kind of did that intentionally because we wanted, you know, different things to fall into place, but then put this in the middle of what we're doing because we believe that simple is our approach. We, we actually do believe that if you're doing so many things at one time, everything's not going to be excellent and effective in the season that you're in. So when we simplify some things in our life and we focus on what needs to be focused on and we, we put a target on the things that really matter and, and get away from the fluff in life and focus on what things are going to, in simple things in our life to apply principles, apply promises that God has for us and not think of all the religious stuff, but actually apply what the Bible says for our life. It's simple in the approach, but it's so effective in the way it, it, it attacks in our life. Simple is our approach. We believe that if you're doing so much, you can't be effective. And, and you, if you're, you're really just a split thin in your thinking, in your mind, in your emotions. But when Jesus is the focus, you know, we, 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 it's all about who he is and what he's doing in our lives. Simple is our approach. We overcomplicate things in life sometimes. We can take something. Has anybody ever been there before where you, there's something that seems super simple, but we overcomplicate it? We have some doubt in it. Or we put, we put so many parameters around the, the thing that is so can be effective in our life because we make it complicated. But when we make life simple and it's the approach in our life, not only in our church, but in our, in our walk with, with Christ, man, we, we centralize the focus in what we are doing. I, I can, I can attribute to this because, you know, men, let's talk all men right now. We have a problem whenever we're dealing with an issue or we, we have something that we need to build in everything. Like we really believe that we can do it all on our own. We, we, we get away from the instruction manuals and we put everything together. But if we're, we're and we become scatterbrained in, in the way we're doing and it takes us longer to get to the outcome. But whenever we're focused on the manual and what what it actually tells us to do in, in that project, man, we can get to the outcome a lot faster. And that's the same thing in our life. Man, if we're not going and focusing into in, the real thing that matters, and that is Jesus in our life, man, it, our life becomes muddy. Our life becomes a little mundane. Our life becomes so scattered with so many things. And we feel, uh, we feel that we have so much on our plate. But in reality, when we focus and we put a, a, a simplification in our life, it can really help us in our walk with Christ. Simple is our approach. We, we got to get out of the way and let God do what God only does. And we, we, we have to let him do what he does in our life. And in, and in our church, men, we're not saying that 
We're, we're not going to have lights or there, there's not going to have an experience. You know, but what we're trying to say is whenever we focus on the lights, whenever we focus on a smoke machine, whenever we focus on the, the, new, the new thing to do, the new creative thing, the new worship song, when we focus on all those things and we're not focusing on what God has for our church and what God is speaking in our community and what God is speaking in our life and we put our focus on so many other things, man, we, we, we miss the mark. If Jesus is not the focus, if Jesus is not the, the thing that we're pinpointing to, we're missing the mark in our life and in our church and in our life. If we're looking at all the things we can get and we're missing the person that gives us all we need, the giver of life, we're missing the focus. So when we're putting simplification in our life, it attributes all our focus into the thing that matters the most. When we're scatterbrained and we're trying to do so many things, we're missing the mark. But when we put here in the focus here at Axios and in your life, if you simplify everything to what God is doing, what his word says, it is simplified everything to the focus of who he is things change in your life because we're getting away from we're getting away, away from the fluff and putting our pin focus on what really matters in our life simple is our approach it's not it's not that we're no want to be relevant or we're going to the old time way of doing it but in reality, sometimes we got to look back to move forward because there's some spiritual truth that we grew up in um, that, that, that can be so beneficial in the times we're in. And because we have to stick to the spiritual truth, if it worked for them, it can work for us too because God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. is the spiritual truth. But then what happens in the culture that we live in now is we become mesmerized with a culture of entertainment. And here at Axios, and we have to live a life where we don't, we're not here to entertain. We're here to have life change in our life. That's what it's all about. We're not here as the next concert, the next show, but we're here to show people who Jesus is and simples our approach. We're going to put, um, put focus on everything that he does in our life. We're not here to entertain, but we're here to have life change in our world. The great commission that, that, that Jesus gave us in Matthew chapter 28 is so simple. It's so simple, but what we do, we overcomplicate it. We, we, we believe that we have to have this all right. We have to be in this position. We have to have all our ducks in these rows to, to fulfill this commission in our life. But in reality, he literally tells us the, such a simple thing that we are supposed to do as his disciples in this world. Let's, let's, let's read it here. Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 and 20 says, Jesus said, um, Jesus came to, told to his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. So that's the first thing he tells. He says, we need to, therefore, to, if you're my disciple, go to all nations and baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Verse 20. These things, um, these things, new disciples to obey the commandments, and that I have te uh, that ha I have taught you. And be sure this that I am always there, I'm with you to the end of the age. He's telling us to go to all nations, baptizing them in the, in the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and to teach these new disciples the commands that I have given you. And He gives us a promise that while you do these simple things. 
I'm going to be with you to the end of the age. There's always a promise attached to the commission that God has for our life, but we overcomplicate it. Oh, well, I have to be the, the, the next uh, big worship leader. Oh, I have to have all these credentials to, to fulfill this, com uh, th this commission. I have to be fully in to fulfill this commission, but God didn't give us these prerequisites of what we need to do. He tells us that what if you're my disciple, you need to come and you need to do these things, a simple approach, and he gives us a promise that he will be with us as we walk this thing out in our life. When Jesus, when we say that simple is our approach, we are really trying to say is Jesus is enough. Jesus is enough. Yeah, we can have the lights. Yeah, we can have the entertainment. Yeah, we can have all that, that what this, the church is all about. But when that becomes the focus, and Jesus is not the focus, and we rely on a structure more than relying on his spirit, we're missing it. And we're saying, Jesus, we need these things to fulfill your mission. But we're here at Axios saying, Jesus, you are enough. We, we're simplifying this thing. You know, we will have what we need to do to set an atmosphere, but when it comes down to it, you are enough. You are the one directing this. You are the one taking us from step A to step B. You are the alpha. You are the omega. You are the one that we do this for. It's not about us. It's not about a personality. It's not about a pastor. It's about what you're doing in this world and, and fulfilling your purpose through us. It's for us being your disciples and fulfilling the mission that you got that you have given us Jesus you are enough I got a question I got to ask you today is Jesus enough in your life or do you have to fulfill certain things and then bring Jesus in the picture but when Jesus is the central focus and everything revolves around him I, I don't need the things to still be fulfilled in Christ all I need is Jesus all I need he is enough he's enough to fulfill what he what he's doing in my life he's enough to fulfill the, the hurt times he's enough to fulfill the good times he, he's enough for my family he's enough for my relationships he's enough for for my future he's enough for my past he is enough in my life when you come to the understanding and putting focus into simplification of your life that Jesus is enough in your life things change because he, he, he gets the glory he gets the honor he gets the praise it's not about us it's us being the vessel for him on this world see in the 90s they they wrote so many great worship songs some of the most beautiful songs that are sung even today and in the, there's a, a, a worship artist called Matt Renman, and he was a worship leader at the time, and they kind of did a revolutionary thing in their, in their actual church at this time. The, the pastor was seeing that, man, there was the focus, and the, it was on certain things and not really worshiping God. It was about how to prepare the, 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 the right, you know, lights and prepare the right smoke, to prepare the right song, and then the presence. But when the pastor realized, man, we missed the mark. We missed the focus. We're, we're focusing on so many other things, and we're not focusing on the right thing. This is what he said. He said, there was a, 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 dynamic, a dynamic missing. This is what Matt, um, Matt Redman recalls. There was a dynamic miss, missing. So the pastor did a pretty brave thing, he recalls. He decided to get rid of all the sound systems, the band in the season, and he gathered everybody together in just their voices. He 
pointed, um, his point was to that they lost their way in worship and that they will get back to the heart and that it was stripped away um, from everything. So they wrote a song called Heart of Worship. He says, I'm coming back to the heart of worship and it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. They, he did this. He stripped everything away and he became back to the focus of what it is. The things are not bad, but when the things become above what the focus is, it becomes bad in our life. We have to realize that the focus is him and the things follow, not the reverse. And simple is knowing that at the end of the day, when we have lights, when we don't, when we have these valleys and we don't, that at the end of the day, the simple, the simple thing in our life is Jesus is enough. The approach is determined by the heart of the ministry. I think Jesus kept it pretty simple, even in his ministry as he was walking this earth. See, he used mud that was available to heal the blind eyes. He used a lunch of a little boy to fulfill the, this miraculous miracle. See, what Jesus did was so simple, but it was impactful because the approach, and in the essence, it showed the heart of Jesus as a giving person, as a person that loved people. It's the, it's the approach that matters in your life. It's something simple. Fishes, loaves turned into a miracle because it's in the hand and the right focus on what's what the miracle was all about. Mud in, in, the, in, the, in the real world means nothing, but in the hands of Jesus, it's a miracle. He takes the simple things of this world and makes them impactful because he's the one making the miracles in our life. There's a story in the Bible that it's one of my favorite stories and and. And it really determines and shows the approach of what Jesus' ministry was all about, how he looked at people, how he, he, he actually uh, um, talked to people and, and directed them to the salvation that he was presenting to them. Let's go to John chapter 8, verse, 11, uh, verse 1 through 11. And this is the story of the woman caught in adultery. It's such an impactful story that you heard about it so many times that but let's look at it a different way and how we can see how simple the, the approach was that Jesus did for this lady. But it can also turn into the next core valley that we're going to talk about because simple is really determined, um, really an indication on what the next valley we're going to be talking about. But it all attributes to the approach of what Jesus did in a story just like this. Let's go to John chapter 8, verse 1 and 11. I'm going to read here um, a little bit. So just follow with me. It said they, they went... They went to each. They went to, went to each own their home, but Jesus went to the Mount of, the Mount of Olives. Early in the morning, he came again to the temple. All the people came to him, and they sat down, and and he taught them. And the scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman who has been caught in adultery, and placing her in the midst, in in, in his midst, they said to him, Teacher. This woman been, been caught in the act of adultery. Verse 5, now in the law of Moses commanded us to stone such women. 
So what do you say? See, they, they were trying to trap Jesus at this moment. They were saying, listen, we, we have a law attached to this. So guess what? We know that you're doing some these miraculous things. We know that you're shaking things around in, in, in where we, we're living, in, in our government, in, in our world. But what do you say to this? This is what they say to, to Jesus. And in verse 6, this is what they said to test him. And they might have some charges to bring against him. Jesus bent down. Listen to this. Jesus bent down and he wrote with his finger on the ground. And he said, and, and as they said, he continued, said, and he stood up and said, let him who without sin among you be the first to throw the stone at her. And once, and once more, he bent down and wrote in the ground. But when, he heard, when, when they heard this, they walked away one by one, beginning with the older one, and Jesus left alone with the woman standing before him. Jesus says this in verse 10. Jesus stood up and said, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? And the lady said, No one. And the Lord says, Neither do I condemn you. Go, go from now and sin no more. Such a beautiful story of redemption. Such a beautiful story of, of forgiveness. Such a beautiful story of love, of grace, of mercy. But in the midst of all of that, such a simple approach. See, we have some scribes and these high officials in the, in the religious system bringing this lady full of sin, full of, um, um, got stuck and got um, caught in adultery, bringing her and giving her and telling Jesus what she deserved by the laws and, and by all the, the customs of that world in, in that time, she deserved death. But in the midst of something that she was that these scribes and, and, and Sadducees and all these religious people were trying to test Jesus to try to catch him, he does something so special. He gets, he doesn't even pay attention to the problem, but he pays attention to the people. Such a simple approach. And let's break it down here of, you know, here's three things that we see in this scripture of what Jesus does that we can use in our life and how we're going to be using it in our church. And you can attribute these things to your life to keep your life simple, but on focus and on mission in your life. What is the first thing Jesus did? Number one, it said that he bent down. He bent down. He, he heard the problem, saw the woman, and the first thing he does, he doesn't even really, really uh, pay attention to what the people are saying. He bends down to this lady. What does that mean for us in our approach that we walk our life? He got personal with the lady. We have to live a life that we're willing to get down where people are. We have to live a life where it, the noise might be around, but if there's somebody hurting, we focus on the hurt and not about the mess. We need to understand that people are our hearts and that when people are there, our focus on is what they need in our life. No one, listen to this, no one knew what Jesus wrote in that sand. No one knew what impact that sand did. Nobody knew what Jesus wrote, but the lady knew. 
The lady knew. He, she had a one-on-one -on -one intimate moment with Jesus. And Jesus, he, what he could have done, he could have stopped condemning the Pharisees. He could have made this whole teaching moment for everybody and trying to teach them of how to treat people. But what did he do? He didn't go to the crowds. He went to the one. He became personal with the one lady. People, people live in, you know, it's all about that one-on-one -on -one experience. It's not about how we can, he can change the crowd. It's how he can change the one. That's why last week's uh, community is who we are is so important. You need a community of people to lift you up. It is such a sinful approach. We need to go down where people are and, and, and be patient with them and love them. And the ones that nobody loves, the ones that nobody cares for, the one that, that doesn't get the attention. We need to focus on the people and not focus on the situation around. It's so simple. He said be, there was a crowd of people. He, he could have made a scene, but what did he do? He went down. And what he wrote in that sand wasn't for everybody else. What he wrote in that sand was for her. And from that moment, what he wrote changed her life forever. We got to get personal with people. It's all about getting personal and being there, being available in the time. It's such a simple approach, but we make it complicated. Well, I don't have enough time. Well, I'm too busy. Well, well, I don't know them. We don't vibe. There's not our personality. But when we strip everything away and we go back to the basics of what Jesus did, he didn't have that much in common with this lady. Matter of fact, this is the savior of the world, sinless. And here comes a lady full of sin, caught in adultery. He didn't say, hey, you need to wash yourself before I get. No, he went down and, and showed love. He went down and showed mercy. Then, then the lady's life would change. Imagine what Jesus, if Jesus didn't do that, where that lady would have been. She might have been killed through these stones. But, but what Jesus did is he protected this lady by love. He protected this lady by compassion. But he got down where she was. He didn't come up and say, I'm Jesus, come up to me. No, he went down and said, I am meeting you where you are. Such a simple approach, but such a powerful thing that he did. Number two, he spoke truth. Now listen to this. He spoke truth. He said to the, the Pharisees, let no one without sin cast the first stone at her. He literally was speaking. This is, this is what Jesus did. He was writing in the sand to this lady, and he was writing, and then he started hearing the noise. Then what he said, he got up and spoke to them. He said, let no one who had sin cast the first stone. And what did verse 8 said? He said, and once more he bent down and wrote in the, gro in the ground let me just break this down for you. Jesus, full of love and full of mercy, he addresses the lady at first. He got personal with them. And then he addressed the crowd by truth. He said, if there's anyone else that doesn't have sin, cast the first stone. Do it. Do it. Do it. I want you to imagine this. People are having stones all around. Jesus is with this lady. He gets up and, and, and he, 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 he gets to the crowd, cast the first stone, and, gets, and nobody said anything. What did Jesus do? He didn't, he didn't do anything. He just got back down in what the mission was all about, this lady. Man, it's such a powerful thing. Jesus had to had a, a mic drop moment in this in this thing. He spoke 
truth. And he, he said, whoever cast the, has sin, cast the first stone. And then he went down back to the lady. We are here to speak truth. But sometimes we, it's, we have to challenge people in their life. Here's what we have to have. We have to have a firm enough truth to be present, but humble enough to get back down and continue the work at hand. Truth always doesn't have to come at, 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 the, at the effect of somebody's feelings or belittling people. No, truth comes out of love. He, he, he went and told people the truth, but he went down and started doing the mission again and showing love and compassion. He didn't belittle nobody. He didn't belittle the lady. He didn't belittle the crowd. He just spoke truth, but was humble enough to become the savior and get back to this lady too. It's all about the approach. It's so simple, but we complicate it because we get in the way and our feelings get in the way as well. But the truth is, we can challenge people, but we have to let the work of the Holy Spirit um, be um, changing the people that we are talking to. See, because this is what happened. Jesus, Jesus said, hey, cast the first stone, go ahead. And he didn't say anything else to the crowd because the truth hurts. The truth starts convicting the heart of the sinner. So he didn't say, hey, you are horrible. You doing the no. He said, hey, if you have no sin, go ahead, cast the first stone. See, the truth matters. And not only, you, don't, you can tell the truth in people's life without belittling them or telling them that they're this horrible person, but you can tell the truth out of love. And what happens is the Holy Spirit convicts them and it changes their life because he said that they went away one by one. We need to be ready to speak the truth, but be also be ready to act the truth as well. Speak the truth, love people. Simple is our approach. And the last one, number three, all of this, this simple is our approach, leads us to our second core value that we're gonna be talking about and is still attributed to this story that Jesus did, the approach that he did, such a simple approach, but such a powerful and impactful approach. Number three, what did he do? He gave worth. See, our second core value, and one of our core values that we, that we really talk about and is really the, the core of our church is worth is what we give. See, the word axios in Greek means worthy. So it's literally everything, what we're about to show people their worth. See, we live in a world and we live in a culture that tearing people down is the relevant and thing to do. We, we, what, to tear people's emotional state down, to tear people down um, physically, to tear people down is the cool thing to do, is the thing that, that gives you the most likes, is the thing that gives you the most, um, um, the, uh, um, like, a famous, uh, to be famous, is the thing that really gets you on the scene, is to tear people down. But I'm here to tell you, our job as believers is to show people their worth because Jesus showed, uh, showed us our worth as he died on that cross. We all have sinned, but our job is not to condemn. Our job is not to judge. Our job is to love. And when love and respect 
that we give to one another. It's, it's, it's a choice to give this because you're choosing to, to give this person not because of their merit, but because of who they are and what God created. When we give each other their worth, we see ourselves as Jesus sees us. You know why and you know how we know that Jesus has given us worth? It's because it's, it's here, it's plain and simple in John 3.16, we all know this verse, for God so loved the world. That's you. That's me. That's our neighbors. That's everybody. For God so loved the world that he gave his son. So whosoever believes him shall not perish but have eternal life. There was worth a, tribu- a tribute to his pain. There was worth given a tribute to the, the bloodshed. There was worth given um, from the beating and the hurt because Jesus is worthy. We get to be worthy in his eyes because he did it for us. He, he looked at the world and had compassion for us and he gave his son, his only son, so we shall have worth and not perish but have eternal life to be with him once again. And we have to show each other worth. He, here, by Jesus getting down to this woman, this woman, he looks at the woman in verse 10. Jesus stood up and said to her, woman, where are they? Have they not condemned you? And she said, no. And what did Jesus say? See, Jesus at this moment, he could be like, okay, now that you did this, let's talk about the three steps on how you can get clean. He said, he didn't go say, now you need to go to this school. Now you need to go to this seminary. Now you need to go to this small group. Now you need to go here. He didn't give her the step. What did he say? He said, he said, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. What is that meaning? He's saying, I see what you've done, but my blood was more important than that. I'm giving you your worth back. I'm giving you your value back. Here's your value. Go and sin no more. I don't look at your past to determine your future. I establish your worth in, on that cross. Now go and do what I told you to do. Go and be who I called you to be. God establishes our worth through his cross. And so what do we need to do as human beings? We need to show each other that worth again as Jesus gives us the approach of what he did. So simple, but so impactful. So the approach was to get to the woman so she can, be, she can feel that worth, that value again. When was the last? time you have been so kind to people that they feel special about themselves. We live in a world where people are walking around feeling unvalued, feeling not worthy, feeling not with with love and compassion. But we as Christians, we need to walk into the scene and saying, I don't need you to be here A, B, or C. I'm just going to show you your value and your worth just because Jesus made you. If Jesus took the time to make you, if we believe what this word word says, it says before you were even born, he, he created, he breathed in you. He said, you have value, you have worth, you have purpose, you have passion. So if Jesus says that about us, we should show each other the same value and worth in this world, just like he showed this lady. This lady was condemned. She, she, it was actually a law, a tribute to her death. But what did Jesus do? He said, I don't look at what you did. I look at who you are, and I'm going to be with you every step of the way. Go and sin no more. See, Genesis chapter 2, verse 7 says, And then the Lord formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath 
of life and man became a living creature. We show worth to each other because it was, it was so important that God breathed his life into us. What does that mean? That means you are important. What does that mean? That means you are valued. What does that mean? That means you are loved, that you have purpose, that you are fearfully and wonderfully made in Christ, that you are his child, that you are not alone. You have value. You have worth. It doesn't matter what you've done. He says, just come to me as you are. I'll wash you clean. I'll give you that worth again. I'll show you how, how value you, valuable you are to me. And we need to do that to each other. We can't look at each other through, through, through skin down colors. We can't look at each other through gender. We got to look at each other as sons and daughters of Christ and we need to love and respect and show each other value and worth that's what this world needs and that's how we can change this world by even just being kind to one another he told the lady where are your accusers is no one here to condemn you and she says no she says no we need to show the approach of Jesus so simple so impactful in this lady's life and in our life too. Go and sin no more. Go, be who I see you to be. Be important, be valued, be loved, be purpose, be, be who I called you to be. And when you have worth, you can live out being the light who God's called you to be. We don't give worth because, uh, because what people can do for us. No, we give worth because they're human and God made them. Worth is not earned, it's given. Because if God died for us before we were even sinners, he cared about us that much, it's a no-brainer to one uplift each other. It, it's, it's a no-brainer not to judge. It's, it's a no-brainer not to love one another. Whenever we feel like we are better than one another, we become this religion when we, be, when we think we're better than one another because we have more status or we're, we're, we've been Christians longer, when we feel like we're better than one another, you know what we're doing? We're just as those people with those stones ready to throw their kill shot to, this, to, to these people. But when we keep it simple, we know that the gospel is, is what God has given us and showing worth to one another matters we can get down in the dirt and lift each other up and be there for each other and be personal with each other and love one another. And our approach is simple because the approach is simple, what God given us, but then giving us each other their value and worth. It's a simple approach, but powerful in its delivery because it shows us our worth. And as we close, man, have you feel devalued? Have you felt like you're not worthy? Have you been complicating life and trying to do 50 steps to get to Jesus? Jesus says, just come as you are. Simple, but impactful. Have you felt like you've just been living life alone or you, you, don't, you don't feel loved or valued? I'm here to tell you, that's a lie of the enemy. I'm here to flip the switch, flip the script on the enemy. You are loved. You, you are valued. You, you have people around you, around you that want to uplift you. That's why we talked about last community. It's so important. Get around people that are not going to tear you down. They're going to get in that dirt with you and, 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 get, and do life together and show you 
that you are valued? Have you felt devalued? Have you felt worthless? Because here at Axios and in your life, it can be so simple. Love God, love people. Come on, put it in the chats right now. Love God, love people. And how do we do that in this simple approach in our life? Number one, we get personal. We, 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 don't, we have time. We're available for people because people need us. We, they need the light that is in us. They need what Jesus is doing. They need our testimony. Be personal. Number two, speak truth. Speak truth. We got to speak truth into people's lives. We can't let them live life in, in, this, in this mindset that they can do things. And, 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 and no, we got we to be speaking truth, but be humble enough to be truth as well in their life. We have to speak truth. And number three, we have to give worth. We, we have to show each other our worth and our value because if Jesus did it on the cross and he gives us that worth, then we should do that for each other as well. Thank you again for joining us here at Axios. Hey, to hear more messages just like this, go ahead and subscribe to this channel. If you want more information about Axios, go to axioschurch.com. There you can get more information, give, and connect. Remember, we love you, and we're in this together.